What's up? How's it going? Uh, coming in cold turkey. I'm not a chicken, you're a turkey on this Thanksgiving uh, fest- festive occasion. Grand Thanksgiving episode featuring none other than the Grandmaster Staten Island Don of Doom himself, Rickaby. Brick, how are you, sir? How you doing? I'm doing well. It's good. Been good. It's been a good few weeks. Good, yeah. Things things have been great. We've uh we spent a, we spent a lot of time together with some other fine gentlemen uh, out on the road there. Um, with some bonding, yeah, yeah, some emotional male bonding, playing some uh, death metal, having good times, yeah. Yeah, we left uh, a hotel room smelling like feet out there. It was it so, didn't it didn't smell good when we left. That's what happens when you stuff five uh, big boys in a room. Allegedly, allegedly, uh, I don't know if I don't I know mean, if everyone's big. Yeah, two, two, two yeah. big boys in each room. We had multiple rooms, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Two working on three, man. But um, regardless, <laughs> shout, shout to the whole crew. Shout to Sam and Terrell and uh, Dave out there, and shout to everybody we met out there on the road, man. That was a great experience, Rick and Aura. Uh, and we got a show coming up December seventeenth, a real live one out there with Pyrexia Malignancy. Um, on Long Island, and uh, Profound Lore uh, is, is drop. I believe is dropping the vinyl. What like the the Monday after this episode is dropped, the uh, vinyl is officially out uh, for order right now on oh, Profile right Wars website, and um, can I believe the ship they'll start shipping first week of December, I believe, but we'll have them in hand at the show um, for the crazy freaks out in Suffolk County, just in time for Christmas. Uh, yeah, we will have some out there December 17th, the Rams uh, in Holbrook. But, um, yeah, we'll get to that later, man. This is the Thanksgiving special. Rick, thanks for coming aboard tonight. Uh, I, it's always good to be around loved ones uh, during the holidays. I wanted to, I figured I'd put you on the spot and ask you, what what was like a typical Thanksgiving uh, uh, like for you growing up on Staten Island out there in your family? Uh, you know, uh, half Italian uh, family but it was mostly Italian household. So you had a uh, big family, you know, all the aunts and uncles coming over, doing all this and that. It was a lot of, a lot of, a lot of people in the house on Thanksgiving. I remember, you know, like the, the typo negative song, even though that was about Christmas when he was talking about huh. um, uh, the table's been set for, but seven just last year I dined with 11. So, you know, as time goes on, there's less and less people at these family things and it starts hitting you a little bit. As you get older, I think, looking back, you know, but growing wow. up and all these holidays. Wow. You hit me right there, man. Amen to that, man. I definitely know yeah. uh, what you're talking about, man. It was a rough year for my family in that regard as well. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're getting through, too, man. What are you doing this year, man? You keeping it quiet? Or are you doing, or you, you coming, out, yeah. coming out of the woods? We, we, uh, we're staying in the woods on Thanksgiving, just uh, my wife and I. And then uh, the Saturday, we're going to do it at my parents' house a couple days later just because they got – nieces and nephews and grandkids and all this stuff and then it's hard to keep all these people in the same house so we do it on a saturday after thanksgiving and then uh that's sandwiched in between friday's brutality of morpheus descends and uh your Ooh. show at, uh, on sunday so it's gonna be an insane weekend man i for me look just because i got a segue uh and and that, that that's that get fit guys our size doesn't mean you guys steal it from me right there i love it um <laughs> yeah man. plowing right into the show's that's right. Um, the twenty seventh uh, uh, of uh, uh, November coming out. That's gonna be two days from when this episode drops at Amityville Musical. You got the old uh, bowel erosion and Festa Gore and Afterbirth, of course. Shameless plug um, with Torturous Inception and Immortal Suffering. Amityville Musical. It's gonna be an early show, four p.m. Get there early for all the bands. 
Um, just to cap off your Thanksgiving holiday weekend there, man. Or if you're, if you're saying screw the holidays, like some people I know this year too, that's, that's for you, man. Um, and you also, uh, the, the, um, the Morpheus, Des- Morpheus descends all out war winter, winter nights, nights and, ne- and uh, necroptic engorgement. Yeah, say, yeah, say it with me. Necroptic engorgement. <laughs> that's right. Shout to those featuring, guys. Yeah. Featuring Mike from, uh, lives in my neck of the woods. Now Dingman's ferry, uh, up here in the old Pennsylvania. The dude lives five minutes away from me. It's amazing. So there's death metal here in the woods. I don't know. I don't know what you guys are doing, but keep your dingman off the ferry. You might get kicked <laughs> off it. But listen, um, yeah, that's a free show. If I, if I got it right over there, what, what's it? Middletown, wow. New York. Middletown. Yeah, I believe it's being hosted by uh, the gentleman that owns uh, Rock Fantasy uh, Records Shop, Video uh, Pinball Parlor. It's a really awesome yeah. shop up there in Middletown, New York. On May, I recommend I, anybody I think, to uh, hit it up. It was on Main Street in Middletown, New York, when I looked it up. Yeah, so that's what's that? The Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, free show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Morpheus descends and all out war. That's a crazy lineup right there. Necroptic engorgement with the Knights. Go, go check that out, Middletown, New York, for free. Um, I'll see if I can make the trek out amongst all the family madness. Uh, what else would I, what was I going to say about that? That's um. Uh, that's more your neck of the woods. That's like about almost two, two to three hours uh, from from me here on yeah. Long Island. Just because people, some listeners don't realize New York. They think we, um, they think we're best friends with Skinless, just because we, you know, we grew up around the around the way here. But New York's its own weird thing, man. If you look at mm-hmm. it as a, a state, yeah, there's Yonkers, which you know, there's bands from Yonkers and shit, and people think they're New York. You know, it's a separate thing, kind of. You know. Yeah. Well, speaking Yonkers. of. Speaking yeah. of Yonkers, I think yeah. There's you got segue. Yeah, yeah. It's a perfect segue. I think we're gonna take it, man. I didn't know we were gonna get there yet, but one thing um, that we are gonna do is stay on theme tonight, and that's because it's the Thanksgiving special. I asked you to bring some albums that you were thankful for that dropped this year, kind of an early album of the year list. Now, I mean, it's not necessarily album of the year. I didn't want to break it down like that, but it's the albums you were thankful for. Um, and I think we're going to have to call each other out if we recommended a turkey here or there. All right. Is that, is that fair well, enough? I'm I'm expecting three turkeys, uh, <laughs> from the ones out of the four that I recommend, uh, recommended. All right. Well, enjoyed, enjoyed. Well, you, you, we left, the, we left the, the listeners off with Yonkers. Uh, isn't one of the bands you recommended from Yonkers? Uh, yeah, that would be uh, Immolation. That's, this is a strong start to the episode. We're going to keep the listeners, like just like a, a cup of coffee, keep them uh, wide awake at the gate here, man. Um, what's the name of the album that they just came out with? Yeah, the new Immolation is called Acts of God. It came out earlier this year. It seems to be, uh, for me anyway, it, a little darker for them. I mean, they're always like, but the menacing riffs on this album, they they took, you know, very, uh, they stand out a lot. It's a good riff album. And the vocals are awesome. Uh, everything is great on this album. I was listening to this album. Um, I'm going to be uh, completely upfront with the listeners. I hadn't checked this album out yet. Uh, there's only so much death metal I can listen to. Uh, along with learning, try you know, doing my best with my own bands to to be present with uh, you know the writing process and all that sort of thing. So yes, I hadn't heard the most current Immolation album yet, um, but I kind of knew what to expect, and I mean that in a respectful, good way. They're 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 a band that really deserves. Um, they deserve the credit they're getting. I see them like headlining some bigger shows and doing some touring in Europe and other parts of the world which is great to see them getting out there i think the immolation 
should be said in the same name, the, the same sentences as like deicide and cannibal corpse, uh, you know, the obituary. Um, I think there may be just a band that for whatever reason, like, I, I don't know, maybe they didn't re- resonate as big uh, or, or I don't know what, what moves may be along the way or, or something. It just feels like they don't get the credit they deserve to be in that caliber that they are. And, and also uh, consistency, Immolation's consistency, their dedication to death metal. They've never really deviated. They're not a band that's really known for controversial lineup changes or, or anything like that. It's, I mean, it's... Um, they hard work. They work hard. They've been doing it since 88, yeah. I believe. I mean, yeah, eighty-eight, bro. It's almost, in some ways, like maybe they've been overshadowed by bands that have a little bit of controversy or hype here or there. Whereas Immolation is kind of just known for being a thorough death metal, death metal band. Metal, yeah. yeah, I mean, and talk about I, I, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll talk about it later when we bring it up. But there was another band here that you recommended their most current album. And I was look. I was, you know, the band has obviously changed since their debut album back in the early '90s. And all I'll say is that this Immolation album gave me that sense of death metal and atmosphere that I was looking for um, in 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 one of the other albums you recommended, man. But you know, just oh, yeah. just to say that, Im- that, and Immolation doesn't sound like a nostalgic band or a retro band. They just sound like Immolation. Um, they sound like right. a band that has just never stopped kind of doing what they see as as their their form of death metal. And, they remind and, me of Bolt Thrower, not not in a sound way, but mm. more in like a, a you know consistency. I'm not saying you put out the same record all the time, but you know you know what you're gonna get. But it's always top top shelf, I think. Integrity and consistency. Right. Uh, right. yeah, definitely, man. I would I would say yeah, I definitely hear you on that, man. Especially because like you again. I think Immolation and Bolt Thrower both deserve to be said, like, you know, in the same, uh, 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 you know, setting, man, on the same level. Those are two bands that both deserve the, the, the credibility and respect. Um, and they're sick live. I saw them with Carcass at Vitus. That was a great yeah. show, man. I've seen Immolation twice uh, over the years, and I, I would look forward to seeing them again. I was, uh, they're, aren't they touring right now? They're wrapping up the last few dates that tour with Cannibal Corpse, Black Anvil. Yeah, I believe so. And uh, Dark Funeral, big favorite of ours wow. around here. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm really, I'm really uh, bummed that didn't come to New York, man. Hope, you know that would have been a great lineup. But whatever, man. I hope people are having fun out there. Look that tour. But I think, I think it's still wrapping up on the West Coast somewhere. Might have a few dates left. Um, but yeah, that was Immolation, Acts of God on Nuclear Blast Records. Um, uh, that that was that was a really cool. I'm glad you recommended that. And it's like I said, it's a band that. Just consistency is the word, I think, through all their albums, man. You know, you could really sit down. If you're looking for a band to just, like, you know, type in the name and, and, you know, on your streaming platform of choice or whatever and get into a discography, that's a band that's really interesting to, to, to get into because they're consistent. They have their own style and atmosphere, and you get to really listen to them explore it as the albums go on through the years. They've really honed it to a craft now, man. And you're right. They're live. They're great. Yeah. It's it's just professional um, uh professional classy death metal man really good shit
think we should just stick with uh, the most like legitimate. Like, leg- yeah, the most legitimate, especially for this podcast releases. Podcast releases uh, first, and it'll just slowly descend into madness. The listeners have no idea what we're about to get into after this one. But um, I have to bring back uh, phobophilic in uh, enveloping absurdity on prosthetic records. Um, of course, we had. Um, uh, uh, Vinny, uh, Vince, uh, <laughs> I forget the guy, the guy's name was, uh, uh Vinny from, um, uh, Phobophilic on the show. And, uh, I, we had him right, right around the time. We also had, um, uh, my other friend Vinny on the show. That's why I'm joking around. But, um, there was a great interview. We got some insight into his lyrics, uh, cause he's the drummer of the band, but also had a lot of, uh, a lot to do with kind of like the theme of the band. And, um, this album in particular, Rick, did you get a chance to peep this? I had I had not today's was extremely uh, insane insane. So okay. I did not get to peep it today, so I apologize for that. All right. All I'm gonna say about this is it definitely for me it encapsulates like the um they're a current band, they're a young band, they're definitely associated with this OSDM movement in death metal that has become bigger than just kind of like this retro OSDM sound. I you know, it, it, it's it's just the next generation of death metal at this point, but this band in particular, Phobophilic, with this album, has created something totally different for them. They've taken a little bit of that old school dark Finnish sound and a little bit of that kind of weird, catchy, scronky, demolich thing, but they've it's they're not just ripping it off like um like bands that I've been in over, <laughs> but um. Uh, yeah, I was in Biolich, man. You know, but oh, yeah, like, uh, uh, but they're 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 kind of taking a little bit of that, and I think running with it in their own direction and sticking with a little bit of that OSDM sound that's good right now. And uh, whatever they're doing, it's working, man. Because they're big. Uh, you can get their merch out there. You can catch them on a big tour they're doing now. Look them. Look up Phobophilic uh, on the social media right now, man. And definitely don't miss that album. Go back and listen to our interview with their drummer Vinny. Uh, nice guy. And um. Uh, I'm talking to the listeners, Rick. Right now, I'm not. I'm not talking. You, you yeah, should. Yeah, yeah, you you yeah. should have heard this before. But no. Um. Uh, yeah, Phobophilic enveloping absurdity on prosthetic records. Really great, interesting death metal record. And I've been saying for all I'm going to say about this. I'm not trying to box them in or pigeonhole anybody, but I've been saying for a while now this new young wave of OSDM, quote unquote, uh, of of younger death metal bands that kind of um are are aping like the early 90s thing and everything eventually it's going to result in bands doing something really cool and progressive out of it and making their own style out of it and i see phobophilic at the forefront of that part of it where some of these bands are um you know they're they're, yeah they're coming from entombed and they're coming from autopsy and a lot of the bands that you know our generation started with too but now you're starting to see a different generation of progressive death metal too come out which is awesome man yeah, fuck um, yeah, exciting. I was listening to one of my favorite prog bands today, getting ready for this episode. Are you familiar with Winger? <laughs> Am I familiar with Winger? <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> listen, you know, when you're when you're a man of my age now, the '80s, uh, when when Kip Winger came out and hit the scene, it was a it was an interesting time. You know, he was uh, from what I hear, he's a really talented bass player. I think he's like a session guy now. You know, he's a session guy. Whoa. I think he, there was a musician on Howard Stern. I forget who it was. It was like a big guy. And Kip Winger was was in the studio playing bass. And Howard goes, aren't you fucking Kip Winger? And he's like, yeah. 
<laughs> he's playing these session bass. You know. So you're saying there's a chance if Tom can't make it for a reeking aura gig. There's called Kip. There's a chance Kip Winger might do the gig. There is a chance for the right price. Just don't throw darts at his face if you remember the Metallica oh, video whoa, when they threw darts at his whoa, whoa. I, I, darts at his face and I'm he got on, upset. I'm on record on this podcast as not being a big Metallica guy. I'll I'll oh, I'll, yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll admit Well it. this was black album Metallica so I'm not a, at that point uh, I checked out by that point so that was the thing during that record they, they had a video and they put a dartboard with his face and they were throwing darts at his face and he's I've, like, what? I've what? seen that propaganda yeah, against yeah, yeah. against uh prog celebrity band winger but um uh they, and it's it's ironic because in fact metallica were the ones that were headed for a heartbreak um <laughs> oh yes they broke my heart i'll tell you that <laughs> all right man enough with the absurdity uh let's bust out with phoba felix enveloping absurdity on prosthetic records uh tom take a bit. Rick, you got to peep that one, man. Um, yeah, that was, that was ridiculous. Kip Winger. Kip Winger doing session bass. I really like where we could go with this, man. I mean, maybe yeah. we scrounge up some money. We get this guy on the road with us. You know, we could do podcasts with him. Who knows? You know, it was, it was just funny, uh, you know, how he was all incognito just doing his job. And um, and boom, he he figured it out. Howard. Oh, it was it was was it Bruce Kulik, the former guitar player? Uh, of Kiss, I don't know. Wow. He played bass for somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a! Uh, I mean, we also might need a session guitarist. Get both of those guys. Bring them up. Wow. <laughs> Call them up, yeah. man. That'd be awesome, man. We'll get we'll get all those guys. We'll bring them down to the end down there in Nashville. Oh, that was <laughs> yeah. Got stories about that place. Oh boy, yes. Yeah. Back up, Rod Stewart. All right, uh, enough, enough. All right. So speaking of Rod Stewart, we got another artist that goes back. Rick, I'm gonna pass the ball back to you for this one. Um, uh, not quite as old as Rod Stewart, but this band is a very notable Finnish uh, metal band. Started mm-hmm. out in uh, as a very atmospheric old school death metal band. And is now kind of doing a some somewhere in between death metal and psychedelic prog music, I would say, right? Amorphous with the yeah. album Halo on Atomic Fire Records. Yeah, this is yeah. a record that I yeah, go ahead. Go no, I, go uh, go for it. Go for it. I I bought it on C D uh at the um aforementioned um rock uh um fa- rock fantasy shop and I came home, I was all psyched, I bought it. I like Amorphous Modern. I like all their their eras except for like Two Enola, like ni- like two ninety nine to like two thousand four. I wasn't too big on the singer they had at that time. But then I uh, a week later a vinyl arrived and it was the vinyl that I forgot that I ordered. So I have that on both vinyl and uh, CD. But um, you know it sounds like the last bunch of Amorphous records, but yeah, it's a little more proggy. Um, they've been going in that direction. Uh, I like, you know, it, it's kind of like, it's, I don't want to say pop music. Right. But like, you know, the, the, the songwriting is definitely, um, 
you know, catchy, right? It, it, for me, anyway, it's like catchy melodies and, and the way they structure the songs is kind of like a, a, I don't know, a pop, I don't want to say a pop song, but that's how I look at it. Like, these are like melodic kind of uh, atmospheric and they'll throw in the death metal vocals too, which he's a good growler, this new guy they got. I say new guy, he's been there 15 years now, but um, he doesn't speak a word of English either from what I know. They just re- feed him the lines and he, re- he screams at <laughs> Well... I I gotta say I gave it a solid chance. I listened to it while I was dry on my commute driving, and um, oof, that's not your thing. I understand. No, no, it the the death metal parts were good, and then it it, it took me places I wasn't expecting. <laughs> it was like at at a certain point, I know what you mean. I wouldn't call it pop music, right? It sounded to me like some sort of like cultural like Finnish music that they would well, they always they always incorporated that kind of thing in there you know a yeah. little bit here and there but like but like this this was like full on like i was picturing right. like a full like orchestra with singers playing it on tv on like christmas day on finnish national television <laughs> sure that's know? what happens out there <laughs> like legends like, over there yeah mm-hmm. like i i've pictured like amorphous and like the finnish national you know folk orchestra like doing this for kids and shit like it was it was a, it was for like i appreciate it i respect it but as a metal band it, they were laying it on a little bit thick for me in that regard you know what i mean like you know it was, it's not the it's not the same these are the same two guitar players from i believe you know that formed a band when they were kids so these dudes have been in the band forever the, but, you know, uh, the music doesn't they, sound like tales from a thousand lakes they were in abhorrence right the two guys yeah i believe so like, yeah that's great shit I, I like that shit i like the old amorphous I, I could even go to tales of a thousand lakes with amorphous oh man that album damn but you know that's one of my favorite albums of all time this, yeah. the, the psychedelic rock stuff, it's just, you know, I, I appreciate it. I'm not saying it's bad, but it's definitely not for me. It's for a certain sure. listener, man. I get it. But, yeah, they mm-hmm. I definitely like how on this album, like the 2022 Amorphous is like they're not playing with it. Like they, they're like, we're going to we're not just going to have a little folk music part. They're, they go like all out sweeping grandiose like you know f- like it's like I'm, I'm saying like i'm picturing like those those things on like pbs where there's people dancing to it and everything on a stage like you know like for- yeah like lincoln center or some shit <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. lincoln center for the arts that's what i'm pi- i'm picturing like amorphous <laughs> lincoln center for the arts that's what i had in my head this morning listening to this so like there's something to it i could picture a so like i would want to play this for my nephew and I'm not saying that because it's like children's music. I'm saying that because I like it's like a, it's it's like a trip to the museum. It's cultural, right. you know. <laughs> but the melodies will stick in your head if you listen to them. Yeah, you got some infectious melodies. I feel, but you know, I like that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? I melodic shit. Like know? I say, I'm a little stuck on their older material. I'm gonna be oh, that yeah, guy. Yeah. I'm gonna be that yeah. guy. But dude, Elegy, man. Like even that record. Go back and listen to Elegy, the '96 album, man. The one right after Tales from the Thousand Lakes. That's when they started incorporating a little bit more clean vocals, but uh, the, the, it's very proggy, that record. But in a still, Tales from the Thousand Lakes, you hear a little bit of it in there. You know what I mean? Still reminiscent of it a little bit, a little bit. As, but, pr- as proggy as my other favorite prog band, Kansas? Oh, wow. That's a, that's a beautiful, that's a beautiful <laughs> one right there. Carry on. Yeah, they were, dude, they got they got other jams beside that. That's the only but, one I know, bro. Uh, so all right, man. Kansas. I'm Sorry. gonna I'm gonna take you on a tra- on a on a road down to, down to Kansas. They got no, they got Can- some they got some prog uh, hits, man. I um, don't know any uh, bands 
really that are named after uh, states or cities. Like Chicago, I know a few songs. Boston, I know their hits. That's about it, right? Uh, even though they're not a city. Asia, I don't know fucking, I don't know any Asia songs, you know? Um, some other bands named after locations. I don't, I don't really go there. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're going to name yourself after a place, after a, a city? Mm. Come on now. Mm. What, what are you doing? See, I'm, so I, don't, I don't like it. I'm now that I'm thinking of all these bands, I'm kind of an easy win for Chicago. Yeah, kind old Chicago, a, man. Sure. I'm kind of an easy Kansas has like some some B sides, trust me, man. They were they were doing their prog thing back in the seventies. I'm sure. The twig guitars and all that, yeah. Um Berlin was a group, aren't they? Didn't they have a hit mm. back in the day? I don't know. Um, Berlin. I don't yeah, know where yeah, we could they go. They had with that them. one big hit. I don't know fucking know what that is. Asia was uh they they had um the, super group, I think. Yeah, the heat think? of the moment. Come on, man. They, there was a, it was a, it was a song that you could definitely picture a metal band covering because it had some really dramatic hits. Uh, I could picture like Sal doing the drums to that. Um, but listen, let's not derail uh, the mighty amorphous. Let's bring them in here with their uh, their new album Halo. Man, um, uh, catch them at Lincoln. What was that? Lincoln Center for the Arts on PBS. <laughs> yeah. good man happy thanksgiving to you and yours um i'm gonna take it back over now for my next selection um i'm gonna use my next most serious selection here before we really descend into madness uh queensrike digital noise alliance on century media records man rick did you have a chance to uh i'd like to hear your take on it before i I gush over uh queensrike for the well i gotta you know i i listened to it one time when it came out i enjoyed it i i like the new the toddler Tory stuff, right? I like that. I like that stuff. But you know, people of course always compare to to old stuff. It's I guess human nature or whatnot. So I try to separate. This obviously is an Operation Mind uh, Crime uh, lineup here. This is a this is a new lineup, right? And that's how I look at it. Okay, I don't really get tied up in all that shit about drama and all this. Is it good music? Is this all that matters? Yes, it's fucking good. Uh, they definitely stepped it up in the last few few records, I think. Getting better each time. Does he play drums in this album like he did the last one? No. I don't think so, right? No, the new guy plays drums. Okay, yeah. So they didn't replay they did finally get a guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah good album. They got a guy for that. Um yeah, I mean, for old OG Queensryche fans, this is Michael Wilton uh taking the helm as lead guitarist. Uh, and Eddie Jackson on bass uh, throughout all these years with with uh, a bunch of newfangled youngsters. Um, but I, I, people know, but it's no secret to anyone who listens to this podcast regularly that I, I gush over Queensryche. I think the new title, Tory lineup, is is doing it right. Uh, I'm still interested in what Jeff Tate brings to the table because he had a really funny era where he couldn't sing too good and he was doing weird cabaret stuff. Now he's like back, but he's doing mind crime. He's torn on that, like, you know, for the millionth time. Yeah. 
He's doing like he's doing like weird anniversaries. He's doing like the for the thirty second and a half anniversary coming around again. You know what I mean? Like, what are we yeah, doing? Yeah, but yeah. but yeah. he also stepped up his voice since then, and he he he. But I hear. There was a you know some of those Operation Mind Crime albums, like I'm talking about Operation Mind Crime the band, Jeff Tate's band that he calls Operation Mind Crime. They right. put out they put out a few recordings. If you're a real deep cut Queensrÿche fan, it's worth a shot. Um, to check out what he did, but the actual band Queen, the legal band Queensrÿche with Todd Latore on vocals, man, yeah, they they know where where what the fans want. They know where their bread is buttered right now, man. They put out this album. I think this is straight up fan service in the best way to people who want to hear Mind Crime, somewhere between Rage for Order and Empire, including Mind Crime. You know what I mean? It's just and, and especially Mind Crime. It's got that kind of almost technical. Not thrash metal, but a very like speed metal and heavy metal informed sound. There's a bit of technicality. There's a bit of flashiness. They don't really go too far off the deep end into like uh, what you might call like kind of corny nostalgia 80s metal. There's no like hair metal type stuff going on. Even the balladry is not right. 80s style melodramatic mm-hmm. ballad balladry. You know what I mean, man? Like, but yeah, the, more modern kind of uh, stuff, sounding stuff. I think they're not going to go yeah. back 30, 40 years, I guess, right? They knocked it. They not well. They only do when it makes sense to man. They knocked it out the park on this. It's a solid metal album, and I, I'm as, as like one of the most bitter old. I and mean, they're actually a band that I could be elitist about because they're not like in the underground scene. But like I, like I'm definitely yeah. I'm all about it, man. The the, yeah. the, the new Queensrÿche album is solid. I listen to that, and um, uh, there's another. All right, I'll, I'll wait for the for the other uh, suggestion to get into that. But it's this is I think a band that is benefiting from metal overall coming back. I think I me speaking for myself, I tend to see it as death metal and black metal and grindcore being back and being huge. But I think overall, it's all types of metal and metal in general is just big. And that's why you see bands like I think bands like Judas Priest and Queensrÿche and Iron Maiden. I think they're probably riding a wave. You know, they've probably ridden waves back and forth before through the decades. And I think metal in general is on a high rate now. So a band like Queensrÿche is definitely taking full advantage of that and making an album that, like, is pure metal. You know what I mean? That's great. And they're not just touring on their old shit. They're making good new stuff. So Yeah, 100%, man. I saw them, uh, like, I I talked about when me and Terrell went to see uh, Judas Priest and um, Queensrÿche. Awesome. That's fucking awesome. I wish I would have went, man. Oh man, there wouldn't have there wouldn't have been room. I told you about these fucking guys, these these, these Long Island guys, Junior and oh. the gang, uh, Double Fist oh. and Bud Lights. It was yeah, it was a fun night, man. People can go back and listen to that episode, man. When I had Terrell on, but um, uh, enough enough. We'll take you out to to Queensrÿche before I take you out to Nassau Coliseum. All right, man. Um, I, I want to see the new Coliseum uh, since the renovations. I've heard good things. Uh, I would say it's nice. It's really nice. Um. Uh, it's very it's it's an expensive experience. At the they, the the bar is just so, it's like being in Total Recall or something. Like there's no cash bar. Everything's like three times the price it should be. It's kind of weird. Last time I was there, I saw Morbid Angel. The last time wow. I was at Nassau Coliseum, wow, <laughs> he played with Pantera, Slayer, yes, and uh, yes. it was that tour. Wow, who was that, the other band? Fear was, Factory. Well, I don't, there was a fourth band. I don't remember who. What was that? Like ninety eight, ninety nine? No, two thousand one. Two thousand one. Nassau Coliseum. Yes. Yeah. Max girlfriend. Those crazy times, man. Bing bong. I saw Pantera at Ozfest. I think that would have been 2001. Right before the end. In um, yeah. uh, New Jersey. 
Ozfest was that year. I also saw Soulfly wow. on the small stage. Pod. Ooh. Incubus. I went with my cousin and a few of his buddies. Man, it was great. Yeah, and uh, who else did we saw? Disturbed. <laughs> wow. Oh did man! Did Papa Roach play? They they must have been around. They they, they, were, they were playing the, the parking lot stage or some shit. I don't remember them, but I w- I don't doubt that they were creeping around somewhere. <laughs> and we saw Ozzy and Oz. That oh, was uh, I had yeah. my cousin and I had seen Ozzy together at Jones Beach like many years before that when we were young. And I definitely remember like feeling in 2001, like, wow, Ozzy's getting old, man. He's he can barely move. He, yeah. yeah he's, but, you know, whatever. Respect to him, man. Um, but, yeah, n- enough talking about him, man. Uh, let's let's bring the um, the listeners out on a little bit of this Queensryche, man. You be the judge. in something i'm gonna bounce it back to you with these albums that we're thankful for and i'm gonna let the listeners declare if they're turkeys or not all right because all right this this next one still a very respectable band with an old school legacy uh let's talk about this album you 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 talk about this canadian old school band well uh they're called voivod and they put out a record this year they've been around for a while I was late to the Voivod game. Uh, I was late to board that train. Uh, very late, like embarrassingly late. Like I got into Voivod like five years ago, you know? So I'd always, you know, I listened to Nothing Face and Angel Rat and shit. And I didn't click. And then one day it clicked, you know what I'm saying? So now, you know, and I saw, got to see them at the Warsaw in Brooklyn. Amazing live band. Um, but yeah, this is the new album, uh, Synchro Anarchy. And uh Leave us on uh, Nuclear Blast or Century Media. One Sorry. of those two. Century those Media. Two. Century, Century Media. Which is, it's interesting. Voivod and Queensryche on Century Media, both putting out, um, respectively, the, you know, the great material of their of their own. I think if you told me this 10 years ago, I wouldn't have believed it. Right. <laughs> it shows you where these labels are kind of like, I don't know, headed or they're grabbing some, some loader, you know, more notable bands and, I don't know. It's, I think it just shows that, me- like I was saying, metal as a whole is, is really big and back right now, man. And some of these bands are capitalizing on it, but with great material. This Voivod album was really interesting. I don't think it's a big leap from where they've been going, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, they've they've had that. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> they've had that uh, dissonant kind of, you know, weird, spacey sound going for for a long time. But they they got that distinct sound to them um you know it's voivod i think when you put it on uh it's i i loved it i I thought it was great i got it on vinyl Mm. i got the last few on vinyl actually and uh, i've been stocking up on voivod vinyl uh uh, excuse me record store day had nothing face and angel rat i got both of those the outer limits that's a fucking great album uh they put a repress out of that a couple years ago i forget which label did that a really good label that does represses i have it but it's somewhere 
So yeah, the new one's really, uh, really interesting. I was cranking it earlier today as well, uh, just to get reacquainted because it's been a couple of months since I heard it. And uh, there's a lot of shit going on, I think. You know? mm-hmm. and, and they can pick it up too. Like, you know, they're not, you know, as thrashier or chaotic as they used to be. Right. You know, but like they could, you could, you could tell that they could, they could still rip it up if they want. Yeah. Um, I, I have their first two albums Again, a band that I haven't explored fully um, beyond that, because I know there's some really interesting, more like technical and and instrumentally driven material beyond that. Um, And there's a whole history to the band. I, you ever, you ever avoid a band for no good reason other than somebody you don't like or somebody is just like all about them and it kind of just bothers you? Like you're tired of hearing about them and the, Tired of someone you don't yeah. like bringing them up all the time. Well, the, Voivod was uh, not not in that same vein, but Voivod, my guitar player Joe D'Angelo from Gray Skies Fallen. Shout out to Joe. <laughs> He's a big Voivod guy, and uh, yeah. you know, growing up, I was like, uh, Voivod, what do you listen to this fucking shit? What, what is this? You know, and and I, you know, didn't didn't really dig it, didn't understand it, or revisit angel rat and revisit nothing face dude like those fucking albums yeah I, I that's what i'm saying it's nothing about the band i gotta go back and listen now because yeah there's just somebody that really annoyed me that um uh and it ended up ended up uh, uh being a backstabber and a shit talker and um uh they were going through their voivod phase when i was around them a lot so right. i guess i you know you, put you off well, there was also many years ago when somebody uh who ended up being a total scumbag this is going back 20 years ago or more um was obsessed with the band the number 12 looks like you uh, you remember them i only heard of them about two years ago <laughs> they were yeah, very but... big in the early 2000s uh they, with that wave of kind of like post dillinger escape plan kind of like mathy grind okay. emo metal stuff you know what i mean yeah, I, I missed that wave i didn't have my surfboard for that one <laughs> it's a good thing yeah it was a good thing surf was up for you man you were you were just you were good 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 doing what you were doing but um yeah nothing about that band nothing against them uh, I would actually like to revisit their catalog and even interview some of those guys but you ever just have like an annoying friend who bothered you and you you were like <laughs> Fuck that band. Oh, Dude, that. I'm probably yeah. the annoying friend to many people. Like nah. when I talk about bands that I like, like Camel and you know, these bands that people don't like. I'm like, yeah, Camel and fucking all this shit and, and you know, and they're like, shut up, dude. Yeah, well, fuck up. I, I don't think you've done it done, done it for any bands for me. And you and and you know, you've actually encouraged me to go back and give Voivod the chance that they deserve. Because I, I do respect them. I know the legacy and all that sort of thing. Yeah. I'm saying it's obviously a totally uh, silly reason um, for me to have avoided, but but that just speaks to the abundance of music we have at our fingertips, man. So I'm going to start exploring Voivod. Well, you know, Voivod, they had the uh, death of their guitar player, so that was that was the big deal because he was the guy that the Piggy, rest in peace, yes, Piggy, of yeah. course, and uh, that was uh, 2005 or so, and they kept going, and I believe yeah. he was the songwriter, you know, so yeah. so it's like a band can lose their main songwriter and keep going, and and that's pretty impressive, like. And and you know it's only I believe two of them now. Uh, I think uh, Snake and Away. Those are guys in there uh, still. I've read. And, uh, uh, yeah, I've read about them a lot, man. Very fascinating band. 
Yeah, King um, Fowley's a big, uh, big Voivod guy, and uh, he's friends with Away. And you know, you, every time I think they 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 always go to each other's gigs and stuff. That's pretty cool. Voivod, he's a huge Voivod guy, man. That King Fowley. Well, again, I, you know, I I obviously admit it was a totally silly reason why I may not have chosen to listen to them over some you know some years uh, when I could have been. But um, Voivod and Queensrÿch had a big tour in the late eighties. That would have been awesome, man. Yeah, uh, man. Some of those tours from the eighties and nineties, you look back and picture those bands touring now man but it's starting to happen again i think a little bit is there people are starting to mix it up a little bit um but enough enough before we before we venture into even murkier waters with this uh let's give them a taste of that void vibe. Moving right along now, Rick. Um, I'm gonna bounce it back. We're gonna here we go. I this is actually this is a release that dropped this year. I believe it does have some newer material, but it's also got uh, like 30 years worth of music on it. Udo the Legacy. Are you? I mean, I gotta ask. I guess at this point, are you familiar with Udo's solo career? I'm familiar with. Some accept. Uh, I'm not familiar with his song. No, 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 no. We're not talking about accept here. This is right, the, right. the whole. So I'm familiar with the gentleman of Udo, <laughs> but I, I'm not. His catalog is not. Is not. I'm not familiar. The whole point of this release is it's not accept. This is a, a reflection of Udo's career. It's. I only listen to Dirk Schneider, the band. You know. He has another band. What his last name is the band. I, oh my I god! I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't yeah. even know that. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, this guy. Check them out. Too. This guy's awesome. I. All right. Look. I am not like a a uh, a biographer of the man. I'm not. I'm not president of the fan club. I have taken an interest in the two camps of the Udo and Accept fallout over the years. And right, I've right, talked right. a lot of shit. I've, I've, I've talked about Accept and, and praised their latest album and this and that. It's time to give Udo his propers. That man, say what you want about his music. Look up, uh, even look up a live video from like most, uh, there's probably one from this year by now. The man can still sing. He's still got sure. pipes. He's got a polarizing voice, but he's yeah. got one of the most distinctive voices in metal, and I think he... predated black metal vocals in some way. I, you know, the I harshness. mean... Yeah, this guy, there's something about his vocals, and he leans into it nowadays that is very trollish and demonic and and has that black metal rasp to it man i think he if not pioneered that definitely was ahead of the curve with with that vocal style man and there's something well, interesting about listening to an old school guy do this kind of very metal influenced hard rock that he's he's right. been doing with it yeah he's 70 years old that's pretty good man still still going 
I think I, I think his age actually like helps the voice. It gives it this kind right. of shrill, tinny, creepy, yeah. like you know, age kind of just like enhances his voice. Whatever part of his voice he leans into for that trollish quality, like his age just makes it sound more evil and like it, it doesn't sound human sometimes. You know, it's an interesting. Yeah. And I'm sure he smoked a whole bunch of cigarettes over the years too, right? So I'm sure that helps and all that stuff. I don't know if he's, yo, you was talking about the earliest black metal uh, kind of influence. Well, like this is crazy and this is off the wall. Just a little tangent here. We were at a record store in Knoxville. Uh, what was the name of that humongous place, man? Uh, McKay's. McKay's, man. That place was fucking amazing, yeah, man. Yeah. And uh, we, uh, I picked up Pink Floyd Umagama on CD, which I used to own, okay. and I was gonna buy it again. Double album. It was a first album is all the first side is all this weird avant-garde shit. Not great. And then the second disc is a live live shit from 70 or 69. And they do uh, uh careful with that ax Eugene and Roger Waters in the middle of that song burst, belts out a black metal scream, like the black metal scream. That's what you hear. And I was like, what the fuck, man? And it's cool, man. <laughs> it was like 1970. And he does it for like, it's like 15 seconds of this, this loud scream that sounds like a black metal singer. And I was like, that's fucking cool, man. There, cool. Yeah, there's little things like that. There's also a Who song, I think, where there, you can hear like a little death metal style croak. Yeah, right. I, I forget what, yeah, it's, people have shown me things like that. I mean, at the end of the Pop day, there's, yeah, there's vocal techniques. Interesting stuff that you hear yeah. like thirty years before it comes to, but that's not what they were trying to do, of course. But it's just like, oh, what the fuck was that? You know, but it's it's an interesting, interesting conclusion. Yeah, I I definitely think there's something. This this all I'll say about Udo is that this release that's kind of like a greatest hits of his is worth putting on while you're wrapping the old Christmas presents uh, or uh shoveling snow or whatever the hell you got going on out there I, it's like an interesting background uh music sampler kind of of interesting metallic hard rock if you like acdc uh you know what i mean like this it's if you like a yeah, little Brian gun, johnson remind you know he'll remind you of a little bit maybe you like to put on guns and roses while you lift weights i'm not gonna judge you like this is it's this is fun and the voice you either love it or you don't man i don't know there's something about this that gets me every time um but anyway shout out to udo uh, and I definitely recommend uh, this this uh, the legacy release. I, I think it's like three songs, huh? Dude, it's like oh, it's like two hours plus. It's it's fucking crazy. Oh, it's probably yeah, it's got got to be a double album. Yeah, uh, two hours and thirty one minutes. It's almost as long as the fucking Godfather yeah. half hour short. Yeah, if you could listen to that guy's voice for that long, you really holy you, man, dude. That's but you awesome, know what, dude. man? I bet you the guy plays for like thousands of people in certain countries. Yeah, yeah. and he tours a lot too. Uh, up until yeah. recently, yeah, you know, you always see him popping up locally anyway. Udo, hell yeah, man. Uh, I, hell yeah, well, I'll go I'm see Udo to, when he comes. I'm to listen to like the first third of that soon. <laughs> yeah yeah listen to it in, like lord of the rings listen to it in segments uh actually yeah I, I heard you could watch one of the lord of the rings movies and sync it up with the udo the legacy and it'll <laughs> it'll, it'll all make sense man we'll, we're gonna try that now tom link it up all right Change the world The message I've done was 
man. Shout out to Udo. I'm gonna I'm gonna bounce it back to Rick right now. Um, this last one that you are thankful for this year, sir. Uh, the band is Halo Effect. Yes, and yes, I am thankful for this and huh. and for the other records I spoke of, but this one kind of in particular because it's um you know I was into uh when I first heard Dark Tranquility in '93 it was a tape dub I used to tape trade over the the computer on Prodigy in 1993 look it up wow and I used to get all these this is where I learned about good underground metal so. I, Dark Tranquility wasn't exactly on the tip of people's tongues in 1993. So Skydancer came out and I fucking was blown away by this album. And, um, you know, I never really heard speed and melody like that. You know, they came out around the same time at the gates around that time. So long story short, uh, they, Michael Stan, who was playing guitar in Dark Tranquility and Anders Ferdin was singing in a Dark Tranquility he then went to In Flames and Michael Stan became the singer of Dark Tranquility. So it's all incestuous things. So this band is Jesper from In Flames, who was no longer, he hasn't been in In Flames since, uh, you know, 15 years or so, in 15 years. Um, and uh, Michael Stan from Dark Tranquility, a bunch of the In Flames, the old In Flames guys. So it's In Flames and Dark Tranquility basically teaming up ex-members. And um, this is right up my alley because this sounds like um, it sounds like the old shit, which was to me, you know, really good. Uh, You know, In Flames really hasn't aged too good these days because, you know, they they went a little off the deep end for me. But uh, Dark Tranquility always kept similar sound, but they add a little more uh, atmosphere with keyboards and stuff. And that this band adds that. And uh, I was really impressed by it. You know, I, it's like I said, it's my kind of thing, melodic, uh, sometimes chaotic, and, and there's a lot of great guitar work on there. I love his vocals, except for the clean vocals. I always disliked his clean vocals. So sorry if Michael Stan's listening. I love you, man. But when I first heard Projector, the, the record where he first sang clean, I almost fell to the floor. I almost fell down. Uh, I almost lost control of my legs. I remember I was like, what's going on here? Oh, shit. I almost fell down. But yeah, I, I don't like it, but he only pulls it out once on this album, I believe. The rest of it's death metal vocals. And uh, mm. I fucking, I liked it. I liked it a lot for a debut album. All right. Well, In Flames, Dark Tranquility coming together. I don't like the sound of that. All right. <laughs> I'm just I'm joking, man. I'm joking. I, Rick, I, I can imagine. Respectfully, Rick, this is where you and I diverge a little bit. Um I I gave this album a shot. All, all I'm gonna say is that, you know, it's obviously um it's very professional. It's very slickly produced, tight and everything, but it sounds a little too polished for my tastes in particular. It sounds a little like it sounds like there's definitely a producer or a production yes. team in there that are top notch. It sounds like and I, something just one thing I wanted to get in there about this album too. I'm not saying it sounds in any way like Gate Creeper, but people might remember an episode or two I went on like a sweeping uh, epic rant about Gate Creeper and um, uh, their sound and all that stuff. And I and at the end of the day, I want to be clear too. I was I'm trying to be respectful of that band and of the guy Chase. I'm not trying to jump on the shit wagon that people give them. Um, but one point that I made about them was that in Europe, 
being in a metal band with more commercial aspirations or a more commercialized sound is more accepted. Except because right. in Europe, there's a more commercial market for this sort of thing. You know what I mean? So, like, I was saying that if Gay Creeper was from Europe, I don't think they would be getting some of the um, the, the comments that they get. And I think the same thing for this band. This is a style of metal that kind of, like, makes sense in certain markets. But to me, it sounds a little bit a little bit too polished, you know, and like, yeah, I'm sure you could, you get what I'm saying, dude. I you could know? totally see that, man. Like, you could see like a, you know, I just think these guys have it down, right. They basically created it, the genre of the Gothenburg, you know, melodic Swedish death metal. They got it down. So the music is going to be as, you know, it's going to sound, maybe it sounds mechanic, you know, mechanic because of that. I, I, I don't, I don't know, but, um, uh, I, I can hear what you're saying. It definitely is a polished, uh, <laughs> polished album. They, they probably spent some good money on that. Uh, it sounds. I mean, I like the sound. I mean, that's that's kind of probably where we diverge. I like the the crisp, good sound that they get there. But you know, I can see what you're saying. I get it, and I mean, maybe if I gave it another shot in like the producer studio with the monitors right there and whatever, like I could, you know, I, I'm not saying this is a bad album or there's anything. It's just from my personal taste. Yeah, it sounds. I mean, if you weren't into the old stuff, you know, you're not going to be into this stuff. You know what I mean? If those bands weren't up your alley, then this definitely won't be up your alley. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm picturing more cultured metalheads than myself. Uh, embracing this album I'm looking up there was something that while we're on this topic I wanted to bring up to you I wanted to ask you uh, uh, personally but I'll ask I'll ask you on the podcast now because there's a band that just had a reissue hold on man it's in um the latest Hell's Headbangers update is offering this tape now uh hold on a second the band Tiamat Oh, uh, we have it. Yeah, Su- one of my favorites. Sumerian Cry, their Sumerian first Cry. album. That's a debut, which uh, I'm, I'm, I've heard a few times over the years. Uh, Hemat for me, uh, Clouds was the first one that I got into, and that was a fucking great album. That was like their last death metal album. Uh, All right, well, yeah, I love that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick that up. What, what label? Hell's Headbangers putting that out? No, I just saw that in their catalog. It's on Back oh. on Black is the label, and there's, they, there's oh. the cassette version that just came out. Cassette. Oh. Yeah, so I, yeah, I just figured, I just thought I'd bring That's that up while we were on awesome. the... Pretty fucking awesome. Team Matt, still, are uh, oh, they still doing, uh, you know, I don't know, to be honest, I, I kind of fell off. They went very, very Pink Floyd-y, very mellow, you know, after a while, but uh, yeah, great old stuff, man. Uh, yeah, you know? again, that's a little bit more where I'm comfortable, man. But yeah, we'll let the listeners be the judge on this one, man. Tom, could you please take these people out to uh, Halo Effect? Um, Days of the Lost is the thankful to the listeners for bearing with us this far um we're about to go there uh a band i owe an apology to 
Um, I did, did a little casual joking around. I joked about how I, I am. My joking implied that they were not even a viable option to go see live. Oh, and the butt of the I've heard they were amazing live band. Yeah. The butt of the joke was that I missed other bands at this venue when I was going to be in this area, and I had the opportunity only to catch this band, who was the implication was ridiculous. And I have to eat my words and give a public apology and invitation on this podcast on my platform to the band Striper. Wow, Michael Sweet will be here shortly. The Sweet Brothers. How's Fox? Yeah. How's he doing? I heard he had some health issues. How's he doing? Uh God bless that man. I I heard God I heard God God took care of him. God's got a plan for him. Pioneering Christian metal band Striper. This is not the Striper that your mother tried to push on you in the 80s, Rick, as you recounted. I think what yes. was what was it? The Halloween episode or something? Yes, it was. It was when I wanted to buy Slayer, and she said, "Oh, what is Striper with Jesus?" I was like, "Get this fucking shit out of my face!" Whoa, no, hey, darling. Oh, listen, I had to click on Striper, the final battle on uh, Front Frontiers Music, uh, is the la- is the the label. Um, I couldn't stop listening to this metal album. This, <sighs> did you get a chance to listen to this? I listened to the first song. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, uh, a little bit behind the scenes. Will sent me a list late last night. I wake up at three forty-five in the morning to go to work. Uh, I listened to as much as I could on the bus this morning before sleep uh, overtook <laughs> overtook me. All right, um, you know, yeah, but but yeah, I heard the first uh, the first song, and it's definitely um, I don't know, it's a striper. Uh, <laughs> I. This I'm is, not too familiar. Okay, I've heard I've heard a couple of their uh, songs from back in the day. Well, I'll give you that because I'm not too familiar either. It's a band I've always avoided, and this has got me questioning my whole again, questioning my whole listenership of music throughout my life. I've avoided Striper, just like I used to avoid Winger. Winger turned out to be my favorite pioneering progressive metal band of the entire century. Um, and, uh, now I'm looking at Striper, like maybe, maybe only Christian metal. I'm not saying I'm going to be a Christian, but I might only listen to Christian metal from now on. We I'm, could sprinkle I, it in the new shit too. You know, we could sprinkle in a little, little Christian. <laughs> All right. I'm, don't cut you know, that out. Tom. Sprinkle, sprinkle, just... sprinkle a little holy water in there for the kids. We'll get all, no, it's a, it's a market. We're going to, we're going to crack <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, no, I, the, listen, this uh, this struck me the same way that that new Queensryche album we talked about struck me. An old school metal band that's looking around, reading the room, saying to themselves, metal is on the uptake, metal is on the upsweek, there's a big nostalgia here, people are looking for the, the real metal. These guys in Striper... Look, I'm not going to say this is a perfect album front to back, but they wrote a pretty honest metal album, and there are some bangers on here. There are some really respectable metal cuts here worthy of, like, say, Queensryche, who's trying to hit that sweet spot of their old-school material, or or a Judas Priest. This is a good metal album, and I have to give Striper their due on this. Um, And eat my words, man. And you know what? I honestly wish I could have caught them when I was... 
uh, out of town, and they were um, uh, the, the the only band in town that weekend where, where I was, man. I, I do regret not having seen them, and I will go to a Striper concert if I have the opportunity in the future, dude. This is a good album. I, Richard I, Christie loves uh, Striper. He says they're amazing live. <laughs> Shout out to Richard Christie. So, yeah, you're in... He likes them. Uh, there's a there's a, a big faction online who who will defend them. Who I you know I've seen. They like I said, I haven't watched much Striper live footage, but from what I hear, it's a it's a good show. It's a good show. I definitely am going to probably listen to a lot more Striper in the in the near future. I'm gonna have to cut out a little bit of Winger and just only listen to Winger and Striper. It keeps my spirits up. In the holiday season, things get They're a little positive. Bad. Yeah, I listen to the Jerky Boys and Winger oh. and Striper. That to pick up my right. That's like that's like feel good yep. stuff. You know what I mean? Ain't doing a Mike the Rookie. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Before we descend into madness, uh, I'm gonna uh, we're gonna have one final battle with Striper here, man. I, I want the listeners to get into this. You know he's got an eye patch now. The the singer, what's his name? Get the fuck out. Michael Sweet has an eye patch. He had a, re- a problem with his retina. He had to have surgery, oh, dude. I oh, mean, I had it detached. Dude, these guys, they, they, this is the, they had a they had a music video, man. I I'm still trying to process everything that I witnessed with Striper. Did he wear the eye patch in a music video? I don't think he wears it wears it all day. Oh, <laughs> whether, he, whether he likes it or not, man, he, it's like a pirate for Jesus out yeah. there. I don't, dude, what's going on? Yeah, Stripers, dude. I I gotta give them credit, man. They wrote a pretty solid metal album in twenty twenty two. If their goal has been to compete with the metal market, um, and give people an alternative uh, to that. Uh, philosophy and view on things uh, they are doing it still competitively in 2022 in the metal scene man so I'll give them their due for that and I apologize for mocking Striper um, on record Tom take me out of this apology tour please Thank God that we are done with that that list. I'm very thankful for all of those albums. I'm gonna let the listeners determine what was a turkey and what was not. I'm gonna be nice. Um, yeah, like you said, these might not be our albums of the year or whatever, but they could be a little things we're a little thankful for. Yeah, yeah, week. little nuggets, little things, little things. That speaking of nuggets, uh, Rick, I want to get your take on this. Did you see mm-hmm. Bruce Dickinson complaining about weed smoke? I did the, see that, I, and that show, show where he was yelling about that, that was a couple of weeks. The footage came out after the show I went to, so that what? was a couple of weeks before the show I went to when I had three joints in my pocket, and I was right up front, and I, I didn't smoke them. Some, I had my pen on me, too, so mm-hmm. I was hitting the pen. I said, let me not light these joints here, and it turns out he don't like, he don't like it too much. He, he blamed Steve Harris, which I found a little... Uh, Fugazi, you know what I mean? You blame Steve Harris. First of all, allegedly to all that shit you said. Second of all, yeah, no, that that <sighs> Bruce, yeah. Bruce, Bruce, Bruce. I love Bruce. Calm down, Bruce. Yeah, you know, what I'm saying? you know, relax. Yeah, this is how it is now. 
people you don't want people smoking weed at the Iron Maiden show. I mean, the guy like you know spending a little too much time at the DLT party. I don't know what he's doing. Weed, there's been weed at every concert. Uh, When I was a young boy, I went to the Madison Square Garden, a young boy, and there was weed, and I was like, "What the? This is fucking awesome." You know, I was 10 years old. It was weed. Come on. Oh, yeah. This I, is a long time ago now. It's, I mean, he should just be glad it's not laced with PCP like back in the 80s. I mean, I, I've heard some stories about Nassau Coliseum the first time around. Shit. But, um, I, yeah, I don't know, man. That It's just kind of like Knox. I, I don't like it. Like, you can, you're, you're never going to take Iron Maiden out the spot, but like, such a, what a yeah. lame commentary yeah. from. I Bruce agree, Dickinson. man. I was like, oh, I would have booed his ass if I was there. I was like, oh, boo. God. Yeah. Said, boo. All right. But enough, enough, enough about Bruce, man. Yeah, man. Um, uh, man, how do we get on to, on, onto that topic, man? Um, but we learned a lot today, man. We were thankful for, uh, Striper. Um, and Queensryche, a lot of legacy bands that, that we're thankful are still in there. Voivod, yeah. Immolation, oh, yeah. Amorphous. Uh, I think uh, the only band we talked about that is new to the game is Phobophilic. I had to throw that in, though. That, that's that's like one of my favorite new, young, kind of not not too much history to the band and what history there is. They're kind of changing their whole uh, uh, style on this album, man. It was something fresh I wanted to throw in there, man. So we hope the listeners check out all of that. Um, and before we go, uh, we also hope you check out that show uh, the Friday after Thanksgiving. What's that, the 25th? Yeah, 25th yeah. Uh, at what's the record store in there in Middletown, New York on Main Street? That's at Rock Fantasy in Middletown. Uh, yeah. The show is at a venue, which I believe, I, don't quote me on this. I was talking to, uh, I was talking to the gentleman from, uh, gentleman from Necroptic Engorgement earlier, and he was uh, telling me, I believe the gentleman's name is Steve that runs the place. And I think this guy, Steve, is also booking these shows or whatever or whatnot. So Allegedly. it's a new thing they got up there going on, like a new spot. And I hear it's really good, good sound. And we'll find out on uh, on Friday with the full tummy when we're watching Morpheus Descends. Yeah, Morpheus Descends, All Out War, Winter Nights, Necroptic Engorgement. Do it. Bring your, um. they said bring some canned goods. They got a little charity thing to do. Bring the canned goods. Why oh, yeah. not? That's right. I'll bring a soup. Yeah, go, in the, like go in the pantry. Bring a little soup. Bring a little uh, little cream corn, whatever you got. Bring it on down. Um, I got a lot of that that, that uh, stuffing that comes in the cardboard box, man. We got too much of that, man. Um, thinking, yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, enough about me, though. Um, also, the 27th of November at Amityville Music Hall, you got the old Fester Gore, Bowel Erosion, Afterbirth, Immortal Suffering, Torturous Inception over there at Amityville Music Hall. 4 p.m. early show. Get there early, tough guy. Um, I will be. I'll be there. Crazy, nice. Crazy show. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's going to be a banger. We got some new shirts made up for Afterbirth. Uh, I'm not going to, no pictures or nothing until after the show. But we did get them from Optimistic uh, Merch. It's, optim- it's Optimistic Prince. Optimistic Prince. Shout out. Optimistic Prince. Big shout to Optimistic Prince uh, for all your needs. Follow that guy on Instagram. He's always updating with what his latest clientele are uh, getting printed up from him. You may have seen Reeking Ore. He did some nice work for us. Uh, we, we just recently were on a little tour there, um, and we got a, a bunch of stuff printed up from him, man. Real big shout to Optimistic Prince, man. Always giving us the right price, fast shipping, uh, hooking you up. Tell him Heavy Hole Podcast and Reeking Aura sent you. Uh, all of, like we, it, it's it's like it, it infected us. 
I think Sam, shout out to our drummer Sam Sherrick, uh, he, he was yeah. using Optimistic for some of his projects first. And then uh, I used them. Then you got the Gray Skies Fallen stuff, right? It just kind of caught on. Right. Yeah. yeah, we've uh, we've we've been uh, giving him a little juice. He's been giving us a little uh, some good merch, at yeah, good prices and great quality. So yeah, check, the, check him out, man. So we're, we're trying to we're trying to give give his give his mojo up a little bit, man. Tell him tell him reeking aura sent you, all right? Um, optimistic Prince, man, he's doing it. Uh, so also beyond that, we talked about the tour now, man. Shout out to everybody who came out and supported reeking aura on tour. Shout out to everybody who bought merch, or even if you were there in the room while we performed instead of out in the parking lot, it's all sick. Um, even Baltimore, Maryland, where, uh, <laughs> Hey man, there was like three or four people there. Man. It was the one clunker. It was the one clunker. We all chalk it up to, um, uh... We chalk it up to the the TBA uh, that that was on the flyer for a while, and it was kind of a last minute addition to the run. So that's what we chalk it up to. But uh, every other town, man, we were very happy with it. And shout out to, of course, Hath and Carrie and Vale, our new friends. All those guys are great, man. Those guys ripped it every night. Yeah, I'm being facetious, man. And the the Baltimore Maryland show, I'll always remember because all the bands of the tour package all made a crowd for each other that night. Like we didn't play for no one. Literally. It was one of those situations. We were all, it was, we were all in a hostage situation where we were held hostage and had to watch each other set, but we got through it and it was great, man. I think we all had a good time and it was, it was yeah, like, man. that's one of those things too, man. You know, while we talk a little bit about tour, man, um, some like that built a little camaraderie. I think, I think it exactly. definitely, you know, we were only like, uh, uh, what was that? That was the second day of the tour. Philly yeah. was a blowout. Shout out to everybody who came out to Kung Fu Necktie in Philly, man. That was a blowout of a show on a Tuesday night. I couldn't believe that. Yeah. What a what a what a, uh, a a banging way to start the tour. And then yeah, Baltimore, Maryland the next night. You know, so we didn't really get a big chance to talk with the Carrionville guys or the Half guys too much in Philly. And then Maryland, there's like no crowd, so we you know we got a chance to break the ice with those guys. So we all watched each other set and supported one another. It was a good look. And then we got back to good stuff in Nashville. Yeah, and then Tennessee was sick. Nashville, Knoxville went quick, man. Shout to shout to Big Red at the hotel down there. She, <laughs> woman, she had her ears peeled. She was, uh, you yeah. know, checking out all the combos. Yeah, yeah. She she was. Yeah, man. We were we were like a good twenty or thirty feet away from her, man. She was definitely listening to the whole conversation. It was a little weird. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. She, she probably that's her entertainment. You know, she sits yeah. behind that desk. You don't even know she's fucking there. You see the top of her hair, and then uh, you're talking about the the football. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You guys, but she did wish us luck and told us to rock out at the end. Yeah, so, so she that's was good. That was good. She was kind hearted lady. Um, yeah. yeah, Tennessee was sick. Knoxville was sick. Uh, Pittsburgh was great over there at the old shred shed. Yeah, uh, Mary Beeler came out, man. And yeah, that, that was that blew my mind seeing Mary after all these years. Former guest of the show, people can go back yeah. and listen to our interview with Mary Bielik. Um, apparently, she, she's definitely involved with that shred shed uh, yeah. on some level, too. Which man, I yeah. had no idea. Cool venue, man. Yeah, such such a cool fucking uh little tour we did, man. The only regret I have is I wished it was like like another week. Yeah. Be out on the road with those guys. Uh, good guys carry and veil. Um, and uh, we we did interviews. I did interviews with members of Hath. I did interviews with Carrie and Vale. You can go back and check all those out, man. I, I went out on a limb. Didn't really know Carrie and Vale too well. I said, let me interview these guys before the tour, drum up a little bit of uh, uh, promotion maybe, you know, who knows. 
And um, uh, it, it all worked out good because they were nice guys. They're good dudes, man. You yeah, know what awesome I mean? Awesome guys. Well, I will say this uh, for those that missed the tour, and I'm not going to try to announce uh -oh. anything right now. But uh oh. Well, there may be a little discussions about bringing that package for a local show in Brooklyn. Yeah. Let's just say that. Like P. Diddy yeah. said, you know, tell your friends, call my friends. We could be friends. Do this every weekend, you know. Yeah, come on. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. We, we bring these dudes out. We show them a nice time in Brooklyn. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and send them on their way for a one-off or something like that during the spring. It would be good. We're already yeah. talking about it. I know a good sandwich shop will bring them to. Absolutely. Not Subway. Well, no. Subway's not bad. <laughs> no, that's, that's for when you're on the road, man. That's, yeah, that's for when you need tuna fish in the middle in the middle of uh, uh, the desert out there. Um, but uh, enough about the rest of the country, man. Let's take them all the way back to Staten Island and Long Island, New York here. Uh, we talked about the two shows. Oh, there's one show on Long Island that we didn't talk about too much coming up. That's the December 17th joint. Um, uh, bring your joints down for Reeking Aura. Uh, we have the honor of being there with um, Pyrexia and Malignancy, legendary New York acts in the building. Uh, we're, talk we're talking about OSDM. These guys are the real deal, OSDM. OGDM, we'll call it. Um, they're playing at Rams uh, American Pub over there in Holbrook. Uh, it's it's going to be a wild show, man. That venue is not the biggest venue. Nice, cozy venue for an underground death metal show. It's going to it's going to be packed out with our full lineup with three guitar players that evening. So we're going to be squeezing in. It's gonna That's be right. Nice. That's right. People who see us on tours sometimes we got we got to bob and weave. You got to be versatile. Uh, so the 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 reeking aura lineup tends tends to shift like an actual aura of a ghost. Um, but we're gonna, yeah, the, the entire lineup, the album lineup will be appearing at Rams American Pub there, supporting Malignancy and Pyrexia. Also, there is gonna be Punch uh, Your Face, NYC Hardcore, baby. That's there, a band coming we... back. They, yeah, they had a run years ago. Uh, I guess they're gonna be back. Um, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe they're on the rebound there, man. Maybe we gotta talk mm. to some of those guys. They had some wild times, wow. allegedly, allegedly. People of a it's certain age. It's an interesting choice, uh, for that bill, but I can't wait to check it out. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a fucking crazy nightmare. It's yeah. a local flavor. If it's yeah, a local yeah, flavor, fun. definitely a local flavor cool. for Suffolk County, Long Island, man. The um the infamous punch your face. And who's the other band? What do you got? The fly over there? Is the embryonic Bowel erosion, Sam. Bowel erosion is on the bill as well as is, is it embryonic uh, devourment? Yeah, in human devourment, yep. And in human devourment. Um so that that's it's a banger of a show. A lot of bands, a lot of different styles of sounds. Uh, going on there, man. But um, Rams American Pub, December 17th. Hope to see you there. Uh, and I think that's going to be the last show of the year. After that, we're going to have a lot of merch going online, man. We're going to, whatever merch we don't sell at that show, we got a ton of, we got a hoodie, a few different shirt designs, different colors. Uh, we're going to bang that all up on the Reeking Aura. Uh, what do we do? Merch band camp, right? Yeah, band camp's the way to go. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, so we appreciate everyone's support out there and everyone who helped out with the tour, man, and everyone behind the scenes and everyone at the shows, man. It was a beautiful experience, man. It was a fun, it was a fun run and it was good for us uh to, to get our feet wet as a band, as a unit, going out there doing it. And uh, even though it wasn't a long, long run or anything, it kind of like you said, camaraderie, it builds it up, it proves that we could do it at our advanced age. So, um, <laughs> you know, some of us, some of we got we run the gamut from young youth, uh, virile youth to to uh, decrepit old men like such as myself. Yeah, I you got people like me who's somewhere between a has been and a never was in the death metal community. Uh, still, people are amazed I'm still alive sometimes when I show up. 
Jesus, <laughs> <fuck>. <laughs> like I thought you were dead, man. It's oh like it's God. like when the Ultimate Warrior comes back and Hulk Hogan's like, I thought you were dead. That's it's a, like, well, yeah, yeah man. Punch, punch I, face lift, yeah. When I showed up to Kung Fu Necktie, the guy was like, I thought I saw something on TV. I thought you got hit by a car. <laughs> no, I'm playing, man. Oh my I'm God. playing. Listen, I'm joking around. I'm thankful for my life, but um. Uh, I'm thankful for Kung Fu, Kung Fu Necktie, man. It would be too convenient for certain parties if I drop dead, man. Uh, I got to get some royalty checks before I drop dead. But en- enough about me, man. Uh, we want to wish everybody uh, a happy Thanksgiving if you're celebrating it. If you're uh, somewhere where you're not celebrating it, have a good have a good day. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed some of these new metal releases from not NU, N-E-W, yeah, exactly. metal releases. You got, you got to say that nowadays from 2022. Yep. That new metal is oh, coming yeah. back. NU yeah, metal is. is making a comeback now, which I don't – it's weird to me. If um, Vanilla Ice comes back doing new metal, then you know it's back. Dude, for some reason, all right. I, you know, I've talked about this before. For my, for my job, I, well, where I'm, I don't listen to metal at work really. I ever, yeah, yeah. or I listen to safe music, and and I let coworkers and other people just pick the radio sometimes and just tune it out. Ice Ice Baby, the original Ice Ice Baby, the Vanilla Ice hit, uh, that has come on like twice in, in this this week, and I don't hmm. know why. Is it, is it an anniversary? It's probably 30 years. No, it's past 30 years now. So, yeah, I don't know. I, it's some random thing. I'm thinking hmm. maybe it's like some TikTok thing I don't know about. Like these things, like nowadays it's bigger than than what I know yeah. about that controls. Or if it's in a TV show that's popular, yeah. you know, the, the kids like it. You know? Yeah, like I, don't, I don't know, man. But I guess, you know, Vanilla Ice might be making a comeback, man. It's, it's not a bad song. Not a bad yeah, song. Well, I mean, when you take one of the iconic bass uh, lines in history and have uh, you, you, you a song around it, you can do that. I you think, know? as Vanilla Ice explained, that's up to debate. You know, that's it's... true. <laughs> His goes doom doom, and theirs goes doom doom. All right. When he explained it like that. Well, that was fucking great. Well, regardless, yeah, I think Vanilla Ice is coming back. Shout out to him. Maybe we could get him. Maybe we could get him like somewhere on the come up before he's, before he's too big again to do this show, man. We gotta get those artists on the bounce sometimes, man. Um. Uh, quickly, CDN Records, CDN Records of Canada, having a quick little sale. Uh, that you could probably still get if you if you listen to this episode on the early bird spe- bird special on Friday. Um, shout to uh, Cody from Afterbirth. Uh, we were discussing Disgorged. Do you remember Disgorged? Thy hideous wake, upstate New York band. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. For- and I'll see be seeing Cody on Friday, so I can't wait to see him. It's been a long time. Three years, four years, three years. Oh, what well, Cody said he's going to that show too. The Morpheus uh, Sunday. Oh, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised, man. He pops up somewhere. But um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. No, shout shout to Cody, man. He was talking to me the other, the other day. Show show me a picture uh, and put me onto the CDN Records uh, sale over there. They're, they got that that disgorged. Uh, Thy hideous wake reissue. They got a they got a bunch of cool stuff um on sale there at CDN Records. I want to put people onto that. A lot of these labels, underground labels, having Black Friday sales, trying to push the vinyl. So if you're gonna do the Black Friday consumer route, consider supporting some of these underground metal labels. Uh, and maybe buy buy the old reeking aura vinyl for your girlfriend for uh you know Christmas. It's got it's got the nice colorful cover, man. Everybody likes it for the kids. It's beautiful. Yeah, um, only two hundred, uh, only two hundred versions of the uh, the colored vinyl. So uh, those those might those might go. Yeah, get it, and then in a couple of years it'll be on Discogs for like more than I make in a year at my day job. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I could only hope. Um, uh, beyond that, I got a shout out former guest of the show Nick Didkowski, uh Sent me the 
Art Bears Winter Songs CD. If you want to hear something a little bit different and out of the normal, and maybe you don't want to listen to head, listen to it in headphones for the first time because it's kind of creepy, listen. Check out that old uh, uh, Art Bears uh, Winter Songs. Um, I, you can find it on YouTube. I know, man. It's a little little hard to get out there. I want to shout out Nick, man. I appreciate that, man. That was real nice. Yeah, I'm very thankful for that on this special episode, man. Um, maybe maybe when we when we close out, I'll ask Tom to close out with a little bit of that, man. It's a very interesting. And shout out to every. Everybody else who came down to see us and, and the other bands there, man. Uh, it's all in good fun. Just like yeah, this episode, uh, thankful for you guys uh, uh, checking out the Heavy Hole podcast. We hope you have a good weekend regardless of what you're doing, man. Um, we, we shouted out all the shows. Uh, you can you can follow us on all the social medias here. We got a Patreon. If you want to hear more of my long-winded opinions on bands that are uh, significantly big and, and making an impact on the metal scene, and I'm jealous allegedly, um, uh, or not. Uh, and, uh, Rick, what else we got to plug? Anything? They, we, we got, uh, we got we Reeking Aura. Reeking Aura, you can follow on all the social medias, man. We're come, we're, we got one more show December 17th we talked about. Gray Sky's Fallen, you guys are re- recording an album? What'd you do? You recorded yeah, it already? The album's finished uh, as far as all the music. I'm still up to me to do the vocals. I'm scheduled for uh, December 10th got to go it. in there and bang out vocals. So we shall see how that goes. All right, got it. And also you got to watch for Thetis with our guitarist Terrell, man. That's his other band he's in. Shout out to all those guys. Uh, Stabbed. Uh, Exsanguinated, man, Bowel Erosion, all of Sam's bands. Sam's yeah, in a whole Sam bunch of bands. Sam has 16 bands. I think we went down a list. He's in 16 bands and projects. Yeah. I can't list them all. All that he stuff. forgot a couple. All that stuff. And big shout out to Colin Marston, man. I'll be seeing you soon for some projects I got coming on down the pipe, man. But until nice. then, man, uh, I'm going to go to the bathroom on Thanksgiving. I got a couple things coming down the pipe, too, man. <laughs> Bing bong. <laughs> there goes one. Thank you.